You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. It is Friday, and life is pain. Time is social construct. Nothing matters. <laughs> wow, is your name David Hellman? Uh, David Hellman doesn't feel as negatively as I do right now. That, I'll tell you that much. You're not wrong about that. Um, Speaking of negativity, I just want to go ahead and I don't have plans for what, you know, specific things we might say, but I just really feel like this is going to be like, I don't know, like I can imagine like out of frustration when we're talking about this season, like a couple potential curse words could be dropped. I don't know that for sure, but I'm just going to go ahead and preface this. Like it may not be like the most kid-friendly episode. So like, if you're listening to this on the way to your car on your, like, with your kids on the way to their school, like maybe like hit pause. Like I'm not saying we're going to say bad things, but like if we get into the moment and we're talking about like how frustrating this is, like, I don't know where this could go with Megan Murray and, and I, like, I just don't know. So. Yeah. We do our best, but no, there's literally no promises on that. So. Okay, good. That being said, this week sucked. And I have like, I just felt like I was like taking a bunch of L's. Okay. So like, you know, I, (laughs) I go to the game on Sunday. Right. And like, literally I have like the best time on Friday night and I go out and everything. And then we all go out as friends on Saturday. Well, my idiot self, I don't know what happened. It must be just like a, a symptom of being over in my thirties. I was so violently hungover on Sunday, violently hungover, you guys. Like I straight up like went to, I had to go get an IV so I could survive. And even then I, my friend was driving and I, I, there was no option for me to skip the game. My friend was driving up from Austin to come to the game with me. And I'm just like an, an, an idiot. Like I'm like a dead man walking, like straight up Jeff, Jeff Cavanaugh was driving us to the game. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, our friend Ashley was like, are you good, dude? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I should be good after this IV and like literally getting like medication, like prescription medication for nausea. And I was still not good. Like, what the hell? What in the world? So I I just feel like that was like a sign in general, like an omen. I think it was actually. And I have to say, like, Kelsey did feel so bad that she was eating her food, like, on the ground. But, like, 
not even really eating tortillas still. I was like, bitch, we're not, sorry. We're not on a diet right now. Like you're hungover, just like satiate yourself. And she was just not having it. So it, it was, it was so really funny. funny. It was, and then I, so. And I, on the other hand, was like just doing the shampoo effect all over myself. So. Yeah. I mean, congrats to you for that. It means that it's like when there's a little bit of something in your system. So you put a little water on it, massage it. And like that, yeah. therefore I was. I was turning up and she was not able to do so. Well, I think that's what happened to me on Saturday. Like, I think I shampooed a little too hard and like I over lathered. And so it became like a compound effect on Sunday. And it was like, oh, you think, oh, oh, my body was like, you think you can drink three days in a row? LOL. LOL. Here's an L. Take this L on top of the one you're about to take inside of AT&T Stadium. And I was like, okay, I will carry this and I will go cry into my, you know, into my beverage that I'm trying to choke down because I genuinely hope I can stomach this. Like, ridiculous. Embarrassing. The forecast was grim. We should have known. So that being said, I was not having a good time as it was at the game. And then the Dallas Cowboys uh, decided to make my time even less enjoyable with the whatever that was of a performance that they put on the field bro I don't even know where to begin and I know we're not going to break down the game but I just feel like um it was just depressing you know I think I was just talking about you to to you about this before we started you know kind of where we wanted to go with this I was like you know like they've probably heard this over and over again like beat it into the ground already like how disappointing this season has but you know I I wonder like how much of it is like as a Cowboys fan like you having all this faith every year, not every year, but like consistently enough that we're like believing that they can make a run for it. And you're like, you have all the pieces. Like I remember tweeting this and I was like, I, it sucks to feel like you have all the pieces and then you just can't figure it out. But like, you know, and, and people are people are like getting in my mentions like, oh, we didn't have all the pieces. I'm like, okay, well we're in the salary cap era. And so you can't have the most, like you can't have a freaking super team. Like you can have something close, but like, I feel like we had pretty decent components. Like across the board that were there was a a high level of talent or at least capability in at least like honestly like go through position groups like yeah all of them so I'm not sure that I really am far off in saying that like genuinely like our O-line was packed together but you still have Zach Martin and even an unhealthy Tyron Smith is still better than like I don't know uh some I'm not gonna say that better than 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 <laughs> most, but like you can't sit there and tell me it was like completely just this like trash unit, you know? Like I just I don't know. Like I just have a hard time like buying into that. I mean, who has a more on paper complete team than the Cowboys? I'd say the Rams. Yeah. And like, other than that, like you can look at the Packers and the only reason a lot of those guys are like as good as they are is because they have Aaron Rodgers stone in the wall. Yeah. So. And I look at the Rams and like, I I'm think that they're missing off. somebody but like, like you were saying like in Cowboys fandom, you know, we have these ups and downs. I feel like I'm generally a little overly positive about them. Um, or at least I was this year. <clears throat> However, 
there are years and times when they beat me into submission. <laughs> and this is one. Of them. I was like, I was giving them all this credit because at the beginning of the year, they went on this run. Even when they had had one loss to Tampa, I was like, they just looked really good. Like in that loss. And like, then they went on this crazy run. And I was like, wow, like this team is so different. I remember I actually went back and listened to a couple of like earlier podcasts. Like, what was I saying? I was like, they're so different. They're taking accountability in all these different places. And like, uh, I, I think I held on to that a little too much because after the Denver Bronco game, like all of that was pretty much gone. Yeah. And I didn't want to accept it. <laughs> and watching that game, and especially in the aftermath, like, I felt, I was like, they, they did it again. They did it again. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like, honestly, like, I... <sighs> And I don't, and I think the other thing too that I keep going back to is like, I know like we, everyone was talking about like Kellen Moore and how he's like Kellen Garrett or Jason Garrett 2.0. And I, you know, I'm not saying that that's not wrong a hundred percent, but I also feel like there should be a lot more accountability put on some of these players because quite frankly, like the defense you know, held them to 23 points. They didn't have any sacks. I wish they would have gotten more pressures. You're also like, you know, the 49ers have a good O-line. I, I feel like this offense, like being the number one offense, like sure you want Kellen to be creative, but you also need your team to like execute. And like, I just don't feel like we had execution. And like, I think that there's something to that. And I, I mean, that's not, that's like the, the most ridiculous analysis I think I've ever given like obviously there's something to not executing but like I just feel like we're not like talking about that as much and everyone's like fire Mike McCarthy like fire get rid of Kellen like help get Kellen out of here like I'm done with him and I'm like okay but like what about the guys that you know are physically on the field who just didn't make it happen and like I feel like I've seen them perform at a higher level and if you can do it once you can do it again it's replicable and they just were not consistent as a team. And I feel like ultimately, like, I don't know what I chalk that up to, but it was just so, it was just so disheartening. Disheartening is like the best way I could describe it because you just have to, you believed. They had absolutely no discipline. And that's why I'm like, when people are saying fire McCarthy, fire McCarthy, I'm like, actually I'd be okay with that. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm extremely down with that because it starts from the top. And that can like look at look at it. Sorry, that can look in the mirror as well. But when you're sitting there making excuses every week and then doing it for the very last time, like this after this game, like it's not the refs' fault we lost, and it wasn't the refs' fault we lost any of the other times either. There was stupid mistakes. You had no discipline, and you just thought you were going to walk in the building and win every time. Which sure like have a winning mentality but a winning mentality has accountability attached to it and there is none yeah and I also like want to talk about that for a minute because like it just felt like I it just felt like it was just like this like nastiness like I am not for fire McCarthy I'm just really not like I feel like 
what he was able to do this season, despite the fact that like, yeah, like they didn't finish, like <laughs> taking them from where they were is a massive improvement. I think, you know, should be, should be noted. I also think that two years is just not long enough to have someone in the building to let them like actually make the, the significant changes that needed to be made. Um, so I, uh, that's my one thought on that, but <clears throat> to your, your point about like the winning mentality, you know, I, I was so disappointed and sh- quite frankly shocked about Dak's comments at the, in the post game, talk about like out of character, Mom. like, Okay, so we're at the game. I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I ended up, like, leaving, like, in the fourth quarter because I was just, like, I feel, like, physically ill and, like, this is just, like, actual misery. Not- when, yeah, what I'm watching right now. Like, I don't want to even sit in, like, 100,000 people plus worth of traffic after, like, getting my ass kicked, right? And, like, missing the playoffs, like, yet again. And so, anyways, I missed this. But, like, right after we left and you were there, People were like throwing trash on the field. Like, not from my skin. Like, that's like, I wasn't able to see any of that, to be honest with you. But I saw it, like, obviously online. That's like insane. And, uh, you know, like that, that happened. And then, and then when Dak, like, made the comment in the press conference about, like, how, like, oh, supposedly they, they were throwing it at the refs and not the players. And he, like, was, like, good on them. Like, what to them. Yeah, like what are we doing, guys? Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing besides like looking like you know children and imploding? Like it's almost as embarrassing as you know showing up to a game like wildly hungover and being irresponsible. Like, how old are we? You know, it's like what why are we what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? I just really, really, really obviously I hated losing, but I I hated that so much to be like such a poor sport and such a poor loser. And he obviously, he got fined $25,000, which you know what? Good. And that's nothing to him at this point, but like, good. I'm glad he did because that was so embarrassing and just like not what I think this team stands for or what they should ever stand for or say at all. Even when you're mad, like, especially from the leader of your team, like that's ridiculous. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. I don't like to be that person, but like... A lot of the guys have just felt free to say stuff like that all season. And it finally reached like Dak, but like in this is, I don't even know. I don't know. I feel gross. Jason Garrett's Cowboys would never say stuff like that. That's the only like good thing I can say about him is just like his media. Like he was like, it might be the most boring interview you'll ever watch in your life they're not going to say anything like that. Right. I mean, now D law is a different story because D law will do whatever D law wants, but just like, I just, I don't like any of it. And like, if you look at other teams, like worse, you go down bad at the beginning of the season and then just come roaring back. Like Andy Reid. That's Mike McCarthy is never going to be Andy Reid. Yeah. I mean, you know what, though? Like, I think you make a good point about, like, Jason Garrett's Cowboys would have never, but maybe these ones are different. And, like, you know, honestly, like, I think there might be something to that. And maybe, like, maybe it's a matter of kind of like Dan Quinn where he says, I still don't condone it by any means. But, like, maybe how we talk about how Dan Quinn's defense, he lets them, you know, he lets them loose and lets them be aggressive and lets them be, like, football players, right? And, like, but with that, there's no risk, no reward, right? Like, with that, you get some you get some big chunk plays that are given up on the defense, right? But you also get some awesome takeaways. So, I don't know, like, maybe there's something to that narrative when it comes to with these guys, like, I don't know. I mean – like I'm speaking on the media relations of it all because like D- Dak would have never said that if he had Jason Garrett with him. Like, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Like, I'm not going to be like, I wish we had Jason Garrett back. No, it's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I, I haven't, I never wanted. No. Okay. I'm now I'm going down. Like I'm digging myself into this hole where I'm going to say something, say mean things about Mike McCarthy, which I like, he's fine but like, he's just not the guy. And you don't you know, think so for real. I, I, I for real believe that he's not the guy. Period. I'll, I'll, tr- I'll leave it at that. I won't like go too far down the rabbit hole. You're not. But, the only one you know, that. I just, it's just like, I've kind of noticed like the, the micro changes in like the way that they talk in conferences and that's in, and it translates to how they play on the field. There's just like, Oh, well, you know, the refs like did that. So like that, you know, it's all like, he's, he says it, he starts, it starts from the top. He says it in his press conferences, the guys feel free to say stuff like that. There's no, there's no accountability. If you're talking to the guys on the defense though, like Micah Parsons, now I'm not. I'm, again, I'm not talking about D-Law because D-Law does what D-Law does. But like all the guys that are getting interviewed on the defense, they're not saying stuff like that because they have uh, Dan Quinn. So give me Dan Quinn is what I'm trying to say. We're not going to have him. He's leaving. But 
Well, I would rather have Dan Quinn as head coach. I would, if I had my way, I would kick Mike McCarthy to the curb and Dan Quinn would be our head coach, period. Yeah. Well, um, I do want to talk about Dan Quinn here for a minute because, um, you know, obviously he and Kellen both uh, did their interviews this week. I was, I was, I was, I thought it was kind of interesting too. They had a lot of crossover in terms of how many teams were interviewing both of them, which I thought was interesting, you know, and I wonder, I wonder like when these guys are going into their searches for head coaches, like if they're, I'm just, I'm just interested. I'm interested in like what that actually looks like because Dan Quinn apparently had done some coaching up on Kellen when he was interviewing for the Jacksonville job and you know, but I wonder like what it's like for him to, if he's actually advising him on the Broncos job too. And I also like wonder what a head coaching interview is like, like, I kind of want to know that. Like I want to, I think I'm going to have to do some creeping um, with Basaccia yeah. at some point and be like, Hey, yo, like, what was that whole process? Like, like, what do they like, what do they ask you? Cause then, you know, like, if you think about it, you go into these interviews and they have like a bunch of different types of people. Like if you're interviewing both Kellen and both and, and Dan, like, obviously you don't have a preference on if it's a defensive minded coach or an offensive minded coach. And I know when you get to the head coaching level, you're kind of over everything, but I just think that's kind of interesting. Right. Or if they go into it and they're like, Oh no, like up here in Minnesota, like we'd prefer like a defensive minded coach. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, I just think that's kind of a, an interesting process. And I'd be. Yeah. No, I want, I definitely want you to ask him that. Like, but I think if, if the answer is sits somewhere around some teams care and some are just like, what will fix us? Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm interested to, to see. I'm, it's more like, I'm not interested so much as it's like, I'm watching a train wreck and waiting for it to happen. I wonder though too, like that in your opinion, because I definitely think Dan Quinn's gone. And I don't, I think that he loves this job and this opportunity. I think a lot of these players are want him to stay, but like, listen, let's face it. Like the man, I don't know. Like I can't imagine someone like him who's so talented, but also like, I know he had, didn't have success in Atlanta at the end, but he just seems like he like lives and breathes this. Like if you're so driven to be at this level, I can't imagine that you'd be like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like just being a coordinator, like, unless you're like, so far at the end of your career where you're like, I don't, I just want to chill, man. Like I've been, I want to chill. Like, I don't really feel like Dan Quinn is like, I want to chill and just like, you know, do something a little easier. Like, I feel like Dan Quinn's like, no, like I'm a badass. And I did this because like, I care about, like, I think this team, I could do what I did with this team. And like, I'm passionate about this. And like, I live and breathe this and this is my life. And I'm ready to continue to make it my life. Like he's gone. He's a head coach. If they give it to him. We don't call him Swag Daddy Dan for nothing. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to hire him at this? Like, he he came in, I know, like, he, he needed that off time, but he came in and, like, turned around an entire defensive program. Yeah. Well, I also want to ask you, too. Even considering he has Michael Parsons. Just what do, you, what, do you think that Kellen Moore's stock has gone down considerably after this last couple of weeks of the season? Yes, and it should. You're not wrong. <laughs> like I would be, I think do, yeah. I I would be surprised. Like, I wonder, do you feel like I wonder if he doesn't go anywhere, if he stays, right? 
then mm-hmm. do you think that McCarthy would be like, hey, listen, it didn't really go as well as it should have. So like, we're going to try this out again, but like, I might have to take over the reins if you can't like figure it out. Like be like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, taking you, I, I just think like, I wonder like I what that situation looks, at, looks like it shakes out to be. I could see him like doing that, but I have zero faith in his abilities. So just the way he manages games and time and just all that, like, don't, don't give him the playbook. I don't want or, that. Or doesn't manage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they call me Megan. I mean, Neg-Meg. it's, it's one of those things this week. Okay. So, um, I want to talk and talk about free agency really quickly because you know, the coaches so might- wait. before we get too far, yeah. I just want to bring out something like that we were talking about in the interview process Yeah, is that you lie. Mike McCarthy lied to get his job and he admitted it in front of all of the media. So if you guys are interviewing for jobs this week, just lie. Just lie. You're proficient in Excel. I believe in you. <laughs> Says negative Megan. <laughs> That's all. Okay. We can move on. Um, I I want to discuss free agency. There's a list of like 22 players um, that are coming up in terms of contract expiration uh, come March. I want to know like the guys that you are going to be the most interested in keeping. Like we're not going to go through the list of 22. Like I kind of want to get like your. I asked. Uh, I asked uh, Jeff and, and Dave this their night. I like you have like a top like three that you're like most passionate about on this list of guys that are free agents. Like, you know, Randy Gregory, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, J. Ron Curse, Brian Anger, uh, Malik Hooker, Leighton Vanderesh, Connor Williams, Cedric Wilson, Dorrance Armstrong, like guys like that. Like, are there a top three that you're like, I need them back in the building next year? Make it happen, Jerry. You already know my number one. I do. Randy, mother effing Gregory. Randy runs a Gregory. Give him money. Give him what he wants. Give him one of those deals that like, you know, works out in the long run, but like, isn't going to kill me up front. I mean, I'll do it. Because I feel like this is the time where he can get paid and like, he's been through hell and back. And I just feel like yeah. that's, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's going to be like, I, I wonder if the cat, the Cowboys can actually conceivably pay him what his market value is. But I do feel like what you mentioned, like Jerry has been this guy that's just been there and, and really helped, helped Randy get back on the field. And I feel like there's some merit to that. So I wonder like, if he maybe would consider like a little more of a team friendly deal. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like it's like, get the bag, get the bag, get the bag. If he gets the bag, like, I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm going to be upset, but I'll be very sad. Yeah. Um, But I will root for him no matter where he goes. I said, no matter where. Okay. Um, But I think that there's a strong possibility that he takes into consideration um, not 
that he has to necessarily take less in the long run, but maybe it just is more friendly up front um, or there's other workarounds and deals and whatnot. Jerry is a, a man who's good at that stuff, but I think there's a good chance that Randy would be open to that um, before even, you know, jumping ship. So fingers crossed. Okay. So you want to be watching that. I'm yeah. gonna, let's stay on the defense because I, this is a, I would, I was about to shock you. Cause I think the, the guys that I'm picking, I want all of these guys I mean, for the most part, but like <laughs> Dalton Schultz, like I love him. He's about to get paid and I don't think we're going to be able to retain him. I don't think it's feasible. I feel like they're going to keep with he Blake. Won the, uh, championship. Love him. Yeah. Like I just think that he's going to go somewhere else. And like, I love him. I love his wife, Laurel, like want the best for them. I just don't see them like staying here because like, I think it's more feasible for him to go elsewhere. One that I am like, I'm, I'm, I find myself continue to go back to is Jaron curse. And I feel like this guy curse is like a guy that I really, really, really hope we can retain. I don't know like how feasible it is. Like there's a bunch of reports out there being like, Hey, oh, he's definitely a one. Yeah. He's, I just feel like, I feel like he's, people keep saying he's tied to Dan Quinn and he could go. Cause you know, Dan Quinn like resurrected his career. Like J Ron curse is 27 years old. Like he's not a new yeah. kid on the block. Like he spent several years. I think it was in Minnesota. And yeah. then, he went, Minnesota. Then, he, then he went to Detroit for a year. And like, you know, the guy, like, it's, it's incredible to look at his stat line. If you go on like pro football focus, like it's almost, it's just like a trending upwards and it's like a crazy slant in 2021 and 2022, again, for obvious reasons. And I just think that I feel like the safety position has been a position that has been like, it's a, it's a tried and true uh, saying at a, in Cowboys land, but we haven't had like a, a, like a really, I just, I, I love having a, a, someone in safety that, I trust and he has quickly turned into that yeah. guy and he's been an impact player for us. Safety of safety. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I want to keep him around if I can. I hope that's possible. Yeah, I I would really hope so too. Um no other than that. I mean, who does I think everyone would agree that we would like to keep Brian Anger. I think that's like a across the board. Everyone can like agree on that one being important. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think that, uh, and I just might get his Jersey. Cause all I feel watching this team is anger. So there you go. <laughs> I can buy your Jersey. <laughs> hey, the, the other one I think is, um, is intriguing is Michael Gallup. Um, who, who was I? Who was I talking to? Oh, it's just Jeff. Michael, Gall- I think Michael Gallup, A, I think he, we can get a team-friendly deal just because of his injury, which is unfortunate for him. You know, like thinking about trajectory, yeah. like everyone like two years ago was like, don't trade him, like, or trade him, don't trade him. You know, it was like, he was like kind of this trade bait potentially. And now these hitting free agency, of course he gets hurt, which you hate for him. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I did think this was interesting. I was talking to Jeff the other night and he was like, I want Cedric Wilson gone. Like I have nothing against him personally. And like, he did well for us but I think he takes away snaps from CD lamb. And I was like, Holy, like, I didn't even like think about that because like, I really did not expect Cedric Wilson to be 
as impactful as he was like at all. But then when you put him on the field, you kind of are taking away, you know, snaps from CD. And you're also, I, I feel like you'd rather have like CD in the slot. So I could see that as a viable, like, Hey, like, thank you for your service, but like, we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah. And you think that there's a, a reasonable pathway to keeping Gallup? Cause I feel like everyone's been preparing like mentally to lose him. I think because of his injury, I think you can get a team friendly deal. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. So I like, you know, out of that group, what I think is feasible out of like the top, the top handful, I feel like Gallup's feasible. Anger is feasible. I think that between a Randy and like Dalton Schultz is gone. In my opinion, I would love to try and keep Randy. I think that they're really gonna have to pay up and figure that one out. And I think J Ron curse is another interesting one to watch too. So I feel like, you know, there's a whole handful of guys that could, I don't know, like it could kind of go either way. So. I kind of want to, like, Carlos Watkins is one that I'd like to keep my big boy touchdown. Carlos! Carlos! I just, like, like him. I don't know why. I mean, yeah. I could name a couple reasons, but just, like, out of all the options, that's one I'd be more inclined to. I'm laughing, like, Jake McQuaid is, like, our long snappers up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've never, like, it's so weird. I'm always just like, oh no, we've never had to discuss that position because like LP, you know, he's like 90 years right, old. Yeah. <laughs> One of the first times I see, you know, and do we get rid of uh, your boy Greg or no? Oh. He's uh, not on here. Oh, I was like, what do you mean? I mean, I don't know. No, like, I just say like, I think he's an easy, I don't know, like, easy out, right? I think I don't that, think he has some like substantial. I I think that look at what happened to the draft. Um, I think like Dicker the yeah. kicker could be interesting. I think there's a couple <laughs> guys on special teams that could be interesting. Um, you know, I don't know. Like I during the season, I was like, listen, like this makes me so mad and picks me off. But let's think about it, guys. Like there wasn't another solution. Like there's Kai Forbath, who we've already had on the team no, no. ten times. You know, like you want to bring back Brett Maher yeah. back again? Yeah, like he's too busy losing games for the New Orleans Saints, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I'm not saying that I'm not triggered because we all know that's the hot button for me, but I don't have a better solution in the season. Now that we're in the offseason, like, yeah, maybe we should look at the draft because uh, there are some viable options. And we all know how the last kicker from Texas worked out. So I wouldn't hate if we can get one of those. That's a good point. Um, you know, at, Kelsey will always take more longhorns in the building. So, yeah, I could use a little help in that regard. It'll be slightly easier on him, but you know, the yeah. ceiling is low. Yes. So, anyways, um, that's kind of where my head's at. Like, I know I'm not the most positive Cowboys fan this week. And, you know, I just, it's like a, I think honestly what we need to do, <clears throat> excuse me, wow, is uh just do a little bit of reset. I'm gonna cleanse this week. I've been <clears throat> I've been basically like fasting for four days, which has been brutal, and um not drinking at all. And um, you know, I think we just all need to kind of like 
take some deep breaths, reset, start to uh, break. Well, yeah, I need to go to bed too. start to brace ourselves for, you know, yep. some changes um, and kind of see where we go from there. <clears throat> and here's what I'm going to do next year. When you ask me, what do you think that uh, the record will be? I'm not going to say 17 and 0. I'm going to say 0 and 17. I'm going to pick them to lose every single week because I pick them to win every single week. And my heart can't take it. I'd rather just get the wins and enjoy them when I can because I feel so negatively about this game <laughs> after that game. And, and, and that's just the way it is. So when you hear me pick against them next year, just know. I probably don't mean it, but I'm going to say I do. So the end, just keep it. All right, guys. Well, um, hopefully you all are taking partaking in some self-care this week. Whatever you're going to do to feel better after um, this past Sunday. We do appreciate you always tuning in. It does mean the world to us. We do greatly love connecting with you guys via this podcast, also via the social medias and, um, Make sure you are subscribed to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed wherever you your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also, follow us on social media as well. Um, you can find me on Instagram at hey Kelsey Charles. I'm also on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. Um, all right, guys. So Meg Murray has some words to leave you guys with because you know what? We're not in the postseason anymore, but neither are these guys. That's kind of all that matters to me. Dallas forever. Philly for never. Um, Love you guys. Hang in there, everyone. (laughs) Bye, guys.